Have you ever considered that your hair had a story? <laughs> the Brave Boy Diaries is a podcast and visual diary by black men for black men about our hair. With me, your host, Matthew Drotter. <laughs> this isn't just regular barbershop talk. Nah, these are real conversations with real men about a topic that our voices are often left out of. Through our talks, we'll redefine blackness and reshape masculinity through the lens of fades, waves, dreads, and the fadeaways. This is a new kind of brotherhood. These are our diaries. Hello, greetings, salutations. Um, <laughs> this is the latest episode of the Brave Boy Diaries, the podcast where you talk to black men or hear from black men about our hair. Um, we're excited today. We're going to be talking to one of my dear friends, Jermaine Stewart. Um, Trey works in tech. Trey also likes to be a nomad, so we'll find out what that's like too. Um, from a black man, lots of hair that likes to be a mo- likes to be a nomad. Um, but yeah, we'll share some laughs today, some stories about where we've been. I met Trey in the Bay, so we'll talk about that experience a little bit too, and also really just about him and his experience with what it's been like growing up with hair in general. So, yo, what's up? Hey, welcome. What's going on, man? I love it. Um, Love it. I might used to be the intro yet, so it's always like a kind of like bashful feeling, like hearing people talk about me. <laughs> it's like bash. I didn't even tell them what you do. I was gonna let you <laughs> do that part, so you can tell them the full kitten caboodle. <laughs> and caboodle. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> separately, you got the bottom separately. So, no, so name is Jermaine Stewart. Um, Thirty years old now. So I'm getting up there. Um, Aren't we all? Yeah. Honestly. But it's lit though, just a quick aside, because obviously talking, but I turned 30 and I realized like, I'm like the sexiest I've been in my entire life. And I'm just looking and like, niggas chilling, I'm financially stable, emotionally stable. I'm like, this is, you know, I like know who I am as a person. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Um, but yeah, all right, strange story, <laughs> 30 years old. Um, like Matthew said, work in tech. Uh, I was a software engineer for a couple of years, um, then switched into product. Now I just kind of, kind of do consulting with startups and things of, of that nature. Um, I'm gonna go try and start another company soon, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Welcome. So Trey, tell us about yourself. What have you been doing? Where you're at? Yeah. Uh, so quick about me. Um, full name is Tremaine Stewart. Go by Trey because it's just faster, easier. Um, Currently, I'm in Jamaica. I've been here for about a month now. I'm supposed to leave in a month, but I might extend it another another two or three months just because why not? Um, Turned 30 in May, so that's been a <laughs> that's been fun <laughs> to be honest. Um, and it's in a career path. I'm currently a VP of product architecture at a startup, um, but about to head out after I launched this uh, last little feature um, and go figure something else out. Um, and right now my hair is in braids. I got these straight back braids, yo. Hold on. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, really cool. We really they just kind of show. They look clean. People can't see them, but I can see them. Um, fun fact, um, Trey was here when we were starting this whole entire thing um, a couple of years ago, LOL. So all of the <laughs> trans braids now, but all of the photos and stuff that you will see um, from Trey's diary episode will really just be um, this giant, beautiful fro that Trey used to have, but he has... Mm-hmm. It's sick braids right now, the straight back. So y'all can see all that on the website. And they've been in for like a week and a half now. And they're still clean. Do they so, itch? No, bro. Yo, I don't know what it is about just Jamaica. <laughs> but I'm like flourishing. <laughs> you know, like, so when I came down here, I had my hair in braids. My mom um, would do these, um, like, kind of French kind of inside braids. Mm-hmm. And those would get, like, dirty and, like, get get loose and, and xyz and she would tie them like really really tight and then i came down here and i'm like all right i gotta find a way to get my hair braided because i'm not about to have my hair out because it's mad work and i'm trying to be chilling um so i like take the hair out i wash the hair and my auntie had a friend lives two houses down and she like oiled my scalp and rebraided the hair for like 500 dollars essentially um but 500 jamaican dollars which comes out to like 250 US or something dumb. <laughs> I was just like, yo, this is reckless. Like this, two, like 250, like two dollars and like 50 cents, or like in, in in real life, let me do the conversion kind of quick. It comes out to three dollars and twenty-five cents. Yeah. I've never how. I, I know it's hard to fathom. It, it's 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 hard to fathom. So you got your braid, so you got your braids done for three dollars. Yep. And they've also stayed in longer than almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she gave me a thing to like oil my scalp and everything and X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, okay. So it looks like we also just moved to Jamaica and life on the <laughs> <laughs> Or find you a Jamaican partner <laughs> to just import them to wherever you at. And it comes, you know, and you might get some culture, you know, some food, some dancing with it, whatever. But yeah. Nah. That's... I don't know how soon I'll be able to go to Jamaica, but <laughs> terrible, man. But no, it's 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 been interesting. I'm like finding that I like I like when my hair is out in like a fro and all the type of stuff too. Mm-hmm. But when it's in the braids, it's just it's just clean. You just throw a do rag on, you know, at night time, just kind of keep it nice and fresh, and you got to do nothing. You just wake up and you just fly. And I'm like, yes, no, I woke up. That's real. Good. We when we did your pictures a couple of years ago. When Jim did your picture, you had your fro. I did. Um, and that was sick. But I like this. This is good. You know, and you can change the styles up in XYZ. Mm. Yeah. I ever told you about that time that my fro used to be way bigger? No. How big? Well, how big was it? Um, let's see. It's it's starting to get back there now, but I'll be able to pull my hair thing down to like here at like some point in life. And then um how many inches would that be? Uh, shit. It's a giant head. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to measure my face using stuff. So like a rule might be maybe like 10 inches to like a foot, I think. It would probably be like a little bit over a foot, what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. And then one day I was in Oakland. I'm like, normally I'd wait till I fly back to New York to get my hair cut, to get it trimmed up by my barber stuff. I'm like, all right, I have an event to go to. I got to get this shit shaped up. And... 
I go to this guy, black dude, mind you. And before I try new barbers, I always interview them. I ask them for past pictures. I'm like, no, who are you? Where are you from? You know, you have, you have to. Not for nothing. I'm like, is there any like taste or hint of trauma in your life that would make you really good at being a barber? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I know it's, it like sounds bad, but you know. You have to investigate these people before they play in yeah. your head. Yeah, right. That's be a story. And he's like, nah, man, I'm good. Give me the whole back. I'm like, all right, this dude is solid. I'm like, all I want is shape this shit up. Give me a light tape here, like really short, just so it, like, you know, so it, it like blends easily in like the sideburn area and it would be Gucci. And when I tell you he's doing the side joint and I don't know what possessed this man, but he goes up with it. Yeah. Then I had this fucking line up the side of my head and it was a whole bunch of cursing. I didn't, I didn't carry it on crazy. I feel like yeah. I briefly remember this story, but I remember it being this bad. Like it was the first bad. time you told it to me. <laughs> and then I had to, and I hopped on my motorcycle. I went to another barber and I was like, can you please fix this for me? And he was like, I remember this, yes. Good this to you. And I said the name. He was like, he'd been chopping people up since he got to the bay. And I'm like, come oh, on, bro. No. So he fixed it, but then I had this like, and people said it was cute still, but it was it was just like way shorter than I wanted it to be. And I was okay. like, you know, dejected because it was. You how know, long did it take for it to grow back three years it, it's, it's just now getting back to that point Fuck. i dude son oh my god i was sick because all right here we're now right we weren't really allowed to to grow our hair as kids you know it was always like low cut caesars mm -hmm. maybe one and a half because you know was it because your parents didn't let you grow it out or just because mm -hmm. like okay yeah. they had their reasons as to why or Long hairs for girls. It looks uh, not proper, not kept, you know, X, Y. Which, a quick aside, is super ironic now because now that me and my little brother have our hair grown, my mother's always playing in it. Someone is like, you- They don't know what, they don't know how not to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you out here blocking your blessings for all of these years. Like, but, we I've been, the but I've been unkept for so long. Uh, make it make sense. Right. Make it make sense, please. And then don't because your logic doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but yeah, so I started to grow the hair out finally. And then um, that was kind of XYZ, but then I, I was actually pledged a fraternity in like college. And that was the last time I actually like cut my hair off and shit. So it was like, all right, I'm not cutting my hair after this. This is, this is gonna be like the last one. And it was like every day that passed would be the longest my hair has ever been. So I was like very proud of it. You know, so it was like, it would grow yeah. and grow, you know, it would break and XYZ now and again. And then girls would like love to play in it and like try to teach me how to, how to care it. And, all type of stuff, um, which had an interesting effect because what that meant was I had a lot of hair and I had no idea how to take care of it because the girls would always do it. So when I like moved like to California, I was like, I don't even know how to twist my own. I don't even know how to oil nothing. It's just just fro. Um, Cause you're, uh, I'm from New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Over so how was that like hair and growing up in New York and then going to California? What was that transition for you like to beyond like the barbers and like, cause yeah. that, that's a whole different <laughs> finding a bar, like finding a barber in the Bay area is like, is I like, think that it might be harder than dating in the Bay area, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think for all people. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I think dating in the Bay sucks in general, <laughs> but yeah um mm. yeah 
I don't know what's I don't know what's harder finding somebody to have sex with or finding a barber that can actually cut your hair. Um, I I really think it's finding a barber, bro, because like, <laughs> it's just and that's just pure just like population density and like numbers, right? It is just there's the disparities is. Uh, but notice that like but notice I didn't say date. I did say someone to have sex with. <laughs> so the bar did drop. <laughs> This is also a factual statement. The bar did drop. So yeah. I just, people, yeah. I'm not saying that I had a terrible time when I lived in the Bay, but. Was, the Bay has been good to a lot of people, let's just say. It is, in lots of ways. Um, yeah. Just not in finding barbers or partners. Um, Which is like a partner, technically, I guess. I mean, we do have relationships with, with our barbers, you know? and. Yeah they're like homies you know what I mean yeah I remember the even the first time I ever got a tape up right I was at my barber um in Queens uh Jeff I don't know if he's gonna hear this but he's on 135th he's on 135th Rockaway right by the bus station um and I've been going to that man since I was like maybe like eight or something like that so he didn't see me grow up he knows my like parents and all my brothers and shit and one day I was in there with this girl um, and I'm like, oh, Jeff, man, I'm about to go on a date. I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying to, he was like, I got you. I'm like, what? He's like, don't worry about it. I got you. And he gave me this little light tape with the side with the reason I was like, <laughs> I was clean out that thing, boy, clean. Like I knew you. Yo, brand new. I never knew how much, like, you know, maybe you like get a haircut and you're cool. But when, when you get like a style in it a little bit and it just fits you. It's like, nah. it's like, oh, this is fresh. It's like, okay. Fresh. It's like, forgive them, Father, because he know not what he's done. You know what I'm saying? Like, because now I'm outside. Silly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess, like, how is that different, though? Like, where? Because was, was he like your barber until, like, what? For a while. I would still fly back from the base sometimes. And then after a while, I'm like, this is not fiscally responsible. Um, and I can't be out here looking crazy. <laughs> And then I guess, I, and then I guess at that point, that was when you were like, "It's time to find somebody yeah. here." Right. Yeah. I got burned. Now look at me. That's that's what I get from not being loyal. I mean, and you got burned. <laughs> you got. So did you ever like? I guess after the, like, you got burned and got fixed up. Did you still have like the same person that fixed you up, or like? Nah, because he was. I think that's something that we don't talk about a lot too. But half these niggas be unreliable. You know what I'm saying like, and. In the Bay, especially, I think it's so white adjacent hmm. that people try to be a lot more accommodating for folks. So it's like, normally you have to be more professional, like XYZ. So don't try to set up appointments and do the whole booking through apps and all this type of shit. And then just not show up to the shop because they forgot or they home sleep. And now you got to wait for them to drop their baby mama off and they'll be there in an hour. And I'm like, nigga, I'm going home. Clearly, that was a personal story. But I was like, yeah, I'm going home because. What what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this with you. Um, which is kind of crazy because what ended up happening is I had some friends in SF who had really good barbers, but that man would charge bread, and they were like, "That's the only person that they go to." And he was solid. Don't, don't get me wrong. He was he he was he was a good barber, but it was like, you know, it, you kind of feel it. You know what I'm saying? When I lived there, mm. I don't know what scared me more, like. This is gonna sound crazy, but also mind you, like 
when I was living in California, it was like peak early 20s. So I was like scraping for all my change. But it was like, I was like, do I pay this person all this money to cut my hair and not know what it's going to look like? You know what I mean? Or like, because I was also like still getting fades at the time too. Like I still didn't really have like long hair like for the first part when I lived in California. But I was like, do I pay all this money to this person that might not know what to do? Or do I take a leap of faith and find somebody far away <laughs> that mm. could know what to do? Mm. My option was B. Um, oh shit, okay. Just because where I lived like in SF, like the immediate like drugs, like where I lived, I couldn't find do-rags, I couldn't find bonnets. So it's just like, I'm not even trying to pay for hair care in the city where I can't find actual things that for I need for my hair at this point because it's just like it's really not for me that's right yeah you know like that's so right. that was also hard too because I was just like and then it would be like hard too because like if you got your hair like braided I'd have to make sure I got like my do-rags and like everything like in like San Leandro or like Oakland like before right. I got back to the city you right. know what I mean like go to a beauty supply or, or like that side of the bridge because they yeah. don't have they don't have any hair products for for black people like at all like in sf like even if you go to like the mission like you need to go find like a hair store and it's like the mission. even then they still might not have everything you need at the hair store so it's mm-hmm. like it's just hard for niggas in the bay i think that's that's literally this is just this is all for niggas in the bay and yeah just the normal cultural shit just not there it's not that's what so I used to my my desk where I worked was in Mountain View and I live in Oakland. And that I was only worked for YouTube, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was down uh, at the Mountain View campus and it was like an hour and a half minimum one way every day, right? Mm. And my manager one day was like, dude, why do you do this to yourself, man? Just do like, you drive or did you like take like I one of the bus? I was yeah. definitely on the, when I first got to the military, I wore my branded gear everywhere. I'm on the shuttle all hype un- until I realized that makes you an op. Makes <laughs> 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 you an op. It's like, oh fuck, I've been clocked. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas really look at you funny for that. I'm like, damn, I, I was I was hyped to be out here with y'all. But, um, <laughs> but I remember trying to tell my manager, I'm like, there, there are certain experiences that you just don't, get no matter where you go that you need to be around certain people for like how many times i didn't been going out to a date or a gala or something like that and i walked down a step in my gear and it's just a random old black dude like oh i see you young blood i see you stepping baby and i'm like you know what I'm, I'm not getting that now you're not getting that at sf you know what i'm saying like that's that that just don't exist and i realized i need that at least some kind of some part of that energy to exist, you know what I'm saying? I need to know the people down at the store. I need to see the people that's here every three days, you know, t- Tony and Jim, and they play dominoes on the on the yeah. bench, like those type of things. But I think that was like, cause did you leave before I left? Uh, for I left the Bay from, since quarantine, I think it was uh, September, September 19th is when I left. So I left before everybody left, LOL. Yeah, I, I think you were like, Wait, not pre-COVID. Yeah, because it was I left July 2019. Oh yeah, you got that's a clean like nine months, bro. Like I remember, like I really do remember, like I moved 
and like Asia had texted me like what are you doing <laughs> like like I had just moved and I was like Asia I moved and she was like huh <laughs> right <laughs> um sorry for those who don't know Asia's one of my friends um oh, and that's right. actually how I met Trey but um what hilarious person no it wasn't it's not was it no 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 no, remember it was um, Muiwa and Augustine had a rooftop. That's what it drink. was. But she was there. She was there. Was she not? I don't. I met. I actually, I actually don't know. But I know we we like met there, and then one day I was randomly walking in SF, and I bumped into you, kind of going somewhere. You're like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Oh, you're the guy from the thing." What's up? No, it was it was the same night because that was the night because that was it was the same night. Okay, so maybe she was there. That was a good day. There were lots of good days. And there were a lot of good days. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, just happy. Just, I honestly feel like at, at some point that the Bay Area doesn't exist. You know, it's 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 like a mythical bubble college, but not really. It's just it's an interesting space. It is, um, yeah. but it's it's often strange because it's like every time I go back into it, it's like. I kind of do feel like I'm walking back into a snow globe of sorts. Yeah, right, 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 right. Because yeah. nothing ever really changes, but everything's always different. That's a bar. Nothing that really changes, everything's always different. Um, That's real. I was, I was there for two weeks in April, whatever, doesn't matter. And yeah, it's like you like get back into it, you just right back in, into the swing of things. Niggas are going to OS Day, people are going to this spot, this is happening, everybody's at the lake. It's, it's, it's almost like it's frozen in time. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's most homes, though, you know? Like, even like mm. when I come back to New Orleans, I'm just like, I feel like it's just frozen in time. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> like, are we ever going to leave this space? Right. No. All right. Well, that makes sense. What made you want to leave? Like, what made you want to leave the bay and then just sort of hop around because you've been hopping around for a while yeah i've been let me see i left the bay and then i was in new york obviously going to florida and then back to new york and then chicago sf la back to florida back to la and then my first logistical question though is how <laughs> in a plane just flights and it was, it was actually kind of cheap and that's one thing I don't like about this whole COVID thing being like over issues. Prices are going back up. Airports is, is you know, all busy and shit. And I'm like, I don't like this. I remember back. I'm money go. again. You know what I'm saying? I remember doing like, doing like the first kind of wave of it. I was in that bitch. Like it felt like I was in business class. I had my own seat thing. It was just me and the flight attendants. Now we were just, just, you know, being cool. Now it's pandemonium in that thing. But, um, I was moving out of my apartment. I had an apartment that was like, uh, you, you remember where the Whole Foods was? Right by the lake? Yes. All right, so I was in between the Whole Foods and the lake. Like I was yeah. on that street, yeah. So like pretty- Fancy. It kind of, mm. but like not OD. It was like a good price point. Um, the Whole Foods really took my pockets though. I'm not gonna hold you. I was treating that shit like it was a corner store, <laughs> which is expensive, but- um. I was moving out of that apartment because I was like, all right, I knew that I was going to leave um, Google at some point. So I'm like, I have to reduce my like monthly spend to this much so that I won't have to take back on bills because they was paying my phone and my internet and all that shit. 
this is like when I, <laughs> yo, it's crazy. Um, work in tech. Work in tech.com. That should be a website. Um, but when I was like, all right, let me do my numbers. I needed my rent to drop below certain amounts when I assumed back these, you know, um, other expenses that my runway would be able to last me for my desired time frame, right? So I came up with that number. And I was like, all right, I need to find a spot like that. And I found a spot, it was cool, toured it. I had my furniture, I like did like layouts. I was gonna set everything up and everything already. And then I was about to sign the lease and I thought about it and I'm like, why the fuck am I staying here? Huh. You know, like we're not going into the office, half everybody, everybody I know left. The main reason I came into to begin with was to try to expand my network in such a capacity because you now I'm into like the companies and founding. And you had done that because you were networking out the ass. Out the, I have some really good connects now. And they're like friends, and, you know, and it's like lit. So I'm like, what am I actually doing here? And one thing that always got me was uh, since I was in the Bay, my nephew, uh, like the first nephew was born and I had to like watch him grow up over like FaceTime and shit. So I'm like, what am I actually, why am I actually staying away from family and stuff if I'm not yeah. getting it just to be in the bay. And so I'm like, no, fuck it. Put all my shit in storage. Um, did a mad clean, booked a ticket and went back to New York, um, which was interesting, not interesting, but it was, so I, my mother's birthday was September 15th and she was having a dinner on the Friday, which was like the 19th or something like that. So I flew back the 18th at like some red eye things so I could make it back for the dinner. We do that, it's a hit. Saturday, Sunday, my granddad in Jamaica passes, oh. right? So now it's like, okay, dealing with that, which is almost a good thing that I was back because th that was a whole, that was a whole, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, these are the things where I'm like, this is the almost emotional support, family support that you're almost like putting on hold to chase your career thing. So that really got me thinking of like, well, why, why? Like what is important? What, what what's actually important. So, um, you know, after a lot of the, we handled that, I was in Jamaica last October for a while, just handling that stuff. And then um, got back to New York, had a little girlfriend at the time, and we was kind of going strong. And then toward the top of the year, I was like, I need to do this like self realigning journey thing. Cause I was realizing like, you know, a lot of my life has been this kind of trauma hustle, if you will, where, it's like, where it's like, all right, when you get up and you're trying to figure out what you're trying to do with your day, right? Or what you're currently working towards. Is it something that you actually wanna be working towards or something that you think you're supposed to be working towards cause you've always taught to like move and shake and grab and grab and grab and grab. It's great. So it's like, I was thinking about life and I'm like, well, am I even living in my purpose or solving problems I actually want to solve? Or have I just found the lane? I'm just trying to like beat that lane until it's like completely done. So I'm just like, damn, mm -hmm. so I'm like, I need to realign. You, no, know? you, get, you get to that point to where you realize um, mm -hmm. that you started this journey that you call life. Like you've been driving this car for so long and you've been on the road for so long that you even don't even know at this point sometimes like you really don't even know where you're fucking driving it's just like i've just been driving this car wasting all this gas and it's just like <laughs> it's like where am i going yo where am i going and, and why 
and why and why and i was talking to my girl at the time still and i was like in a very vulnerable moment i'm like i did pretty well you know as far as anybody's standards it's like you're a success like you know whatever but what i realized it was like and this is probably be the most important about being like public in any capacity but i realized that i became the person that i used to dream about being when i was like 12 or 13 and i hated it and i was like you know like i'm living a life and i'm looking at it, i'm like i didn't want to be this this guy like this you know what i'm saying like work at this company do all this stuff but you're not really fully being yourself where you're still code switching you're like still trying to fit into a mold you're still trying to chase that promotion and get into this thing you're missing your mom's birthday you got to send her flowers in the fucking mail because you just can't be there for stuff it's like was that at all worth it so at, at the top of the year i was like i gotta realign i like did a, i'm also super introspective as a person as a person so i did like a lot of journaling i did a lot of um just trying to change my re relationship with like fear and money and just things that can control how you move in the world um and then i was like i also need to double down on what's really important and for me it's like people right mm -hmm. at the end of the day people are important Same. that's what i basically did all the traveling for i was like all right i have friends i haven't seen in chicago i'm going to chicago i'm hanging out with the niggas i'm i'm going to la i'm hanging out with them i'm i'm, I'm gonna stay by so-and-so's crib and so-and-so's crib I, I think i only spent i think it was like 60 dollars one night on lodging and i was going for like two months but just hanging out with friends and just moving and you know, I would land and make sure to buy like three bottles of Prosecco and that shit out like I was saying, you know I'm saying like, let's go. We're celebrating life. I, I'm that friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all know me. I'm going to walk up out of the like, hey. <laughs> right, what's up, bitches? Let's go. Yeah, work tomorrow. We'll stay here for two weeks. <laughs> Take these bottles, stretch, bitch. <laughs> Niggas wake up. I'm in the kitchen cooking eggs. What's up with the do-rag going? I mean, your household have already been, I've already cleaned your house. You have breakfast done. I'm that friend. Like if I'm in your your house, gonna be clean. You have food. It's fine. Yeah. The world needs more friends like you. I need more friends like I have two friends like that, and I love when they come over because <laughs> it should just be nice. And I'm just like, is this potpourri, bitch? Like, where the fuck do you even get this from? It's in like, your pantry. Hold <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. no, I didn't know I had those. Um, but yeah, so I've been like bouncing around, just doing that, exploring, just kind of really leading in to, to to friends and just letting people know that I care about them and I'll come spend time and just you know do with what just doing that whole game. And then I was like, all right, now that that's kind of going on. I went back home to turn 30. Um mm -hmm. and that was cool. I like did this like uh ancient bath massage thing. And every year my birthday I always spend way too much money on Italian food because that's just my thing. Um and this year I was since I was back home, I took my little brother and my mom to this like Michelin star joint in Manhattan and it like blew their fucking wigs off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yeah, this is this is the point. This is why you do all this stuff so you can bring experiences. Um, so then after that, I was like, you know where I need to go next? I need to kind of Jamaica because I have the flexibility. I always want to kind of hang out here for a little bit, um, maybe a couple months. And then I know like August 7th is my granddad's birthday. And this would be the first birthday after he passed. So I'm like, I know my auntie and them that grew up with them. It's going to be kind of like a lot. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, let me come down here. And then I forgot, I'm like, oh, it was her birthday yesterday. So I'm like, lit, let's go out, get, bro, I bought this bottle of like, Moet Chandon, like the ice drink. And I was like, we bought this pop for your birthday. 
and she don't even drink like that. So she had like one little cup. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, drinks by myself. This is ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's 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 just been like that. Like now, like all right, I'm here. I'm at a stage. Um, and with the realigning with money and everything, it's like you you almost like learn how to move in the world. Like I know if I actually need bread, I can go find bread. You know, it's it switched to abundance from that scarcity mind where I'm like, okay, I can do this. Now your family might still be in that space and they might not understand how to do it. And they that. often and they often it's hard for them to get out of that mindset too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause they don't have the experiences. And even if you try to express something, it's like, well, nigga. I just made 350 bringing somebody's hair. I don't have it. And it's like, damn. So like, that's kind of what I've been taking my role as at this point in life is like, mm-hmm. I figured out this piece. I've made myself more valuable in this piece. It's now time for like me to share this with people, share it with the family, show them different type stuff. Man, so I took my auntie out, man. And, and, and she's a simple country girl, you know, she, like country type like raised goats and chickens type so i'm like nah let's let's go to the city let's get goats and chickens <laughs> yeah yeah country country but you know and it was it was nice and i was like trying to express yeah. to her like, she like grew up in such a way that she had to be very independent and very like self-serving and very just like you know so she's very quiet meek and just kind of does her thing and i'm like nah man, it's your birthday be bossy get the flashy shit you know what i'm saying put the sparkles on that bitch let's go like <laughs> Sounds good fun. But um, um it's interesting like seeing how like people don't know how to like take that leap between like living and survival. Even when they even when they like because it's always like a means thing, you know what I mean? Especially for us. Like we always think it's a means thing because bread controls so much of how we have moved for so long, you know. So no. So you hopped around, it was jumping. Yeah. What was your hair like during this time when you were like moving around? <laughs> I often wonder because it's like to be a person with hair and to be that mobile. Yeah. And can we talk about how you normally buy hair products in certain size containers and you can't normally travel through shit on the, on the plane? So it's like I would land and my first two trips would be to a CVS and to some people. <laughs> I like I just <laughs> you just got to get some type of oil kind of going um but I think through the time it depended like I would always get my hair braided before I left New York because like why not mm-hmm. uh, and I would like ride that way for like a couple of weeks and then um it's smart you know what I'm saying and then but I mean I was just there were there were some girls that I was seeing in these trips that were like oh I love your hair when it's in an afro so best believe when I was going to see them I, you know I took the hair out go <laughs> Had the locks going, just just big fro energy, um, and I was. Oh like, yeah, they like that. Niggas love the fro, and I can two strand twist my hair, so I could I, like I would do that sometimes. I'm like just one. Yeah. It hurts my hands. I don't understand how these girls just sit there for days. Yo, <laughs> can we talk about it for like just like a second? God, son. I tell you, look, it did one thing. It's always my like, it's always my right hand too. Like my left hand, and I was like, I can't really twist with one, but yeah, gone. There's one thing I will say that has been the key to my growing empathy towards women, especially black women. It's having grown my hair up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
And now that I come to defense, yo man, her hair took like let her do her hair, my nigga. You have no idea how hard this shit is, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and she, even... and she looks good while she does it. Nah, nah, you bugger. How? how sorcery? It's so and they and they just this process and the lock method. Not shit. even the process, but it's just like I knew that like women spent money like on their hair. Yeah, you know what I mean. In concept, <laughs> like, but like now that I'm actually like kind of spending some of the money on my own not even some now that i'm spending the money on my hair i'm just like god damn like Mm -hmm. what and you have to have the things it's just you do like like gone are the days we just go to bed and it's like breakage i don't care about that it's like nah keep your shit nice moisturize it's better for you but yeah it's them type of stuff and you actually hear it's like yeah i spent 280 on these braids like 280 dollars and you stacked it for 10 hours i just I just got my hair dyed blue a month ago. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about how much that cost. I'm not. I'm after she like finished, and I was like, "Yes, it's." Blue. <laughs> she was like, "This is how much it costs," and I was just like, "You can take it back." <laughs> you switch it back the other way, like. Look. Oh my gosh! And I was like, look. "Wow, y'all are really paying us for like to get y'all hair done, like right." To get and, color, and, like to get braids, like to get weight, like, and you never and, think about it because we never. The most that I used to pay for haircut was like forty five dollars, you know. Yeah, 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 max. I mean, in New York, it was twenty. It was fifteen, and I'll go buy a nigga a soda. The niggas like twenty five. I'm like twenty five. Niggas go to the base sixty. I'm like Sick. struggling, but girls like, dude, I spent three hundred on these braids, and then I had to spend another two something on this thing. I, then I get the wax in this, so to, for me to come on a trip cost me eight hundred. I'm like, bro, I just literally washed my face <laughs> and put on some gear and got outside. It's like when I used to live with Kayla, mm-hmm. uh, what Kay says, go follow Kayla, travel blogger, lol. No, but when I used to live with Kayla, she would tell me how much it would cost to get like her locks, and, like her braids done, mm-hmm. and I would just be like, just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just do the math on that. Like, make it make sense. <laughs> and they do it, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna hold you. I, I'm actually like, I, I don't want to say afraid of black women, but like, I think terrified is is a proper word. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. scared. I've been really watching as of late, and it's like poise on point. They're bright. They move, and they business owners. They look good doing. I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna hold you. This might be toxic, but if this patriarchy wasn't in place, I'd be pretty fucked up. <laughs> you know I'm saying, like, because I, I just can't. It's just, it's, 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 it's just it's the hard. unicorn. It's just the unicornism of it all. It's just like, it's just like black women. I don't like. They've always set a standard. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they are the standard. But it's just like, but it's like witnessing it. And right, seeing it. It's, it's just like, like it's just like, ah. It's 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 marvelous, and, and they do it every day, and flawless, and it's just, yeah, this is actually just a black woman love podcast now. Like this, 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 <laughs> this is not the point. But we did have a <laughs> it's real though, you know. Um, yeah. But nah, man, they, I feel like they even teach us a lot about how to take care of our hair too. So, mm-hmm. and do it with love and poise. Mm-hmm. Man, son, I think everybody can benefit from having a black woman in their life, period. Per. Mm. <laughs>
So, one thing I want to talk about, um, just like for, I guess like the big part of the conversation is is like, I feel like we talked a lot about like what it's like to have hair in the bay, like talking about like what it's like to go through all of that process. Um, Do you have any like, do you have any work stories (laughs) from your experience? around here or like just any stories that you favor in general yeah about you told me this this story one time about how you had this date with a chick and you had to do your hair (laughs) you know a few stories but i don't know which (laughs) but but yeah i'm just curious like what what so so if there's one thing i'd say i'm i'm more bold than not right and I don't really follow a lot of um, rules and things blindly, like, cause I just do more so what I want. Uh, so there have been a couple of times <laughs> where, where, you know, the social structure says don't do X and I do X. Cause like that's, that's life. So I remember um, I'll give you three stories. I'll, I'll make them quick one, like two of them are kind of linked together. So there's one time I was in grad school and I had to go to, an event or something in the evening time. And I'm in like my grad school class and the guys, you know, teach whatever case may be. And I remember that was the only time that my friend could come and like twist my hair. So in the middle of class, she comes in, I'm sitting in the back <laughs> and she's like twisting my hair. I'm like participating in class and shit. In the everything. middle of class. In the middle of class, only black person in his engineering course. <laughs> I'm like, we'll be back here doing a thing. And there was this black dude that walked by and after class, he's like, you did not just get your hair done in class. And I was like, yes, I did, good sir. Because that's, that, that's what happened. So take that same idea. It's one time I was at, I was at work. So I'm in um, San Bruno and I had to drop my friend at the airport. Right? Are you? This is when you worked at YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I would be at Mountain View. Sometimes I'd go up to the HQ in San Bruno. And I was like, yo. That's a trek. Okay. <sighs> That's a conversation for a different day. Sorry, I'm <laughs> the big PTSD shit. But um, yeah, so I'm at work and my friend's about to leave because her flight's coming up. I'm like, I really need to get my hair done. And she's like, all right, I'll do it for you be- be- before the flight. So right there, not even in, in the cut, I'm like in like the middle of the open floor, like MK area where the high traffic, I'm sitting there on my laptop and she's doing gel twists. They're kind of in my hair. So let's just each strand and twisting it and each strand and twisting it, twisting, twisting, twisting it. And I had some friends obviously come by and like, are you sure you like this is okay to do? And I'm like, these niggas said that they want us to be black and they want to bring out full authentic self. Well, this is my full authentic self, bro. You don't get these finger curls, nigga. Like, and that's what we're doing. Um you gonna get done. You're gonna get <laughs> yeah. authentically sitting in the middle of this courtyard in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'll be at the meeting a little late, obviously. I'll dial in. Don't worry about me, bro. It's fine. Um, because especially at that point, I had like a certain level of um gravitas or just like bossiness. I'm like, does my code work? Is my code proper? Yeah, then it doesn't matter what else is going on in life. Just know that y'all making your money. I mean, just hanging out. That's honest. Yeah, that was fun. Um, that would be that would be me. I would be late get into my barbershop appointment <laughs> i'd be like look it's gonna get done i'll do it in the chair that right right facts facts 
I love it. Oh, it was one time. Um, so I, bro, I didn't wear bonnets to work. I didn't wear do rags, you know, all types of things. It's one time I had a do rag on, um, and there are a lot of, so there there are a lot of Asians in California, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed like a good deal of them also like they get a job from like their school in China or Japan or like somewhere in Asia, and they come. It's like like their first time in 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 the states. So it was these like three Asians that would be on my floor, and um, I have a do rag on. And they come up to me and they're like, "What is that like on your head?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "Sick." Um, Not what is that? Right, but you know, it, it wasn't like a micro like a microaggression. They were actually they were actually curious. They would, they it. just did not. They they never seen it before. Yeah, right, and I was like, "Oh, actually, like you know, um, so." every other week in my religion, we have to wear a head covering. Um, and it, <laughs> and it, it helps us in our prayers and shit. Not in our religion. Like, Not in our religion. Like, oh, yeah, what? The do-rag. It's a yarmulke. Come on. Essential. It does bring me closer to my dreams. I'm closer to my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Um, getting higher. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the do rag, the do rag comes in handy. Okay. Yeah. That's lit, though. I mean, it's yeah. nice that you had like the space to get your head done in all these spaces because one hundred percent the space to get your hair done. Yes, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> the, but yeah, that place is mythical. But, I remember, I I came in, I saw this this white woman with like. A purple, half a head was purple, half a head was pink, and I was like, mm. "All right, y'all really don't give a fuck about nothing," because you know I remember when I was first going, going, my mom was like, "You have to get like you know work shirts and suits and make sure your hair was oh. cut," and you know what I'm saying like that whole game. That's like even like when I went to, I was interviewing for like the the job that I have now, but I got my hair braided, like in the proximity of the time from like when I interviewed to like when I got a job. And my mom was just like, you're going to go to work with your hair braided? And right. I was like, and I was like, yeah. I'm like, my hair is blue right now at work. <laughs> I was just like, and that completely blows her mind every single day. She's just like, so it's still blue? And I'm like, we did dye it. <laughs> so it's just funny, like that generational yeah. gap. You know what I mean? Generational like, gap. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't ever get... And I get why our parents can be stuck in that way, but it's just like yeah, yeah. Well, they always be blame stuck them. in that way, you know? I think so. Yeah. Um, just because you know the old dog new tricks thing is like just from a scientific perspective, like all their neural pathways are like set <laughs> in stone for years and years and years of reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And I, and and a lot of it's also just like rooted trauma response to lots of things too. There you go. You know, so it's a there whole different go. different round. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I think one last thing I wanted to talk about with you today. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what is blackness to you? Sometimes I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I definitely struggled with it growing up. Um, mainly because, like, you know, the stereotypical blackness is like the dude is hard on the block, mm-hmm. you know, the tough X, Y, Z. Um, or even like the more subtle forms of like, you know, 
black folk don't ski, black folk don't snowboard, black folk don't swim like those. Mm-hmm. And like I do all these things and I enjoy them. So why not black? Because I don't, you know, so it's almost like blackness for a long time for me was almost like relegated to the media stereotype of what it meant to be black, right? If you speak proper English, then you're not black. If you're not from the hood, if you don't listen to this artist, then you know, you're not as black as the white kid from the suburbs that listens to the artist because he knows all the words and shit like that. Um, but then as, as I got older, and I, I remember it was actually a girl I met at Afrotech. I was telling her, I was like, hey, I'm having it, a hard time finding black friends in the Bay that are into like all the outdoorsy shit that I'm into. Hmm. Um, and she was no, like- That's real. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're just looking in the wrong places for those friends. You know, mm-hmm. if you're always at brunch, the, the like brunch crowd not gonna really be, you know, over here. And I was like, fair. And she was one that told me, she was like, you are subscribing to a type of blackness that you don't even want to subscribe to. There are other people. There's a whole world out there. And I was like, damn. No, fair. that's true. That's true. Fair. So it's like, as of late, it's like, well, there's just being black at all. And having that shared experience, if, if you're black from the hood or you're black from the hills or you're black from underwater, you know, like a nigga's gonna be a nigga's gonna be a nigga. I mean, at nah, the end of the day, at black. the end of the day, and as everybody else, you know, it's like, yeah, nah, exactly. It's not, no, it's not inaccurate. Exactly. So, like, that's the thing that's where I'm starting to settle on, where it's like blackness is the shared experience of almost how you're seen in the world. But not so much like, oh, you know, it's no, there's no measuring stick based off of, um, I guess, lived experiences per se. Because if you're black and from the suburbs, you're just as black as somebody who's black and grew up in inner city, and just as black as somebody who's from Africa, and just as black as you know, X Y Z. Hmm. I mean, on top yeah. of that too, like I think you make a very interesting point because it's just like how you see blackness is like very frame of reference so it's like mm. when your reference point changes or like if you start to change your reference points it might not completely change what you see that thing being right. but it will definitely give you some added perspective into right. how to look at it differently i never thought about it that way until you just said it that way but yeah hmm. <laughs> Nigga, <dumb man. laughs> black no yeah, it's cool. do you feel like any of these like experiences or all of them has helped you understand like because now i mean you're you're at a new chapter like you're 30 you know i feel like we always have this idea of like what it's like like what we'll be like as men at 30 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so has that changed i mean i'm sure it's changed for you but like in what ways like has that changed for you like and what it means like to be a man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I hit you I with will... a hard. I hit you with a hard one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like going back to my childhood and, and just kind of thinking about how I've interacted with like my parents, my uncles, and shit. Um, let's see. So I, I think I thought a lot growing up that you know men weren't allowed to be happy hmm. like never really 
seeing my dad or uncles that like just just laugh and bullshit. I'm, you know, I mean, they would get together and drink and stuff like that. But outside of that moment, just in day to day, there were there were there was no joy. <laughs> it was just work, and you and you get up at three o'clock, and you take the train into the city, and you 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 work and you work and you come home, and you eat your food, and you and you have to do a thing on Sundays. So you have to get up and hold. You know, it's it was a lot of just like. Um, go, go, go. Uh, I have to figure this. I have to make things work. Um, almost like you not depriving yourself of joy, but yeah, it just, just didn't really exist. And they weren't really flexible with stuff. Like they didn't, they, they didn't want to try anything new. They had their, their drink, they drink it. They were 60 and shit. That's, that's what they do. This is their, their, their routine and things of that nature. Um, like but then as new. I, nothing new, no, no type of fluidity. But as I get older and I realize I'm at that point, especially, you know, I have like younger cousins and when I'm in spaces, people look to me like I'm the adult and I have to do adult shit. I'm just like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is, this is a lot. I wish there was a pamphlet or something. Um, like, is there a butt neck and press to make it all go away? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or is there like a more adultier adult that can handle this? <laughs> like, cause I just got here. Like anyone. <laughs> I'm still on probation. Like it's, it's six months probation, right? I don't understand why I'm just thrown in. Um, but at the same time, now that I'm here, it's like you get to then choose how you want to exist in this space. You know, it's like my like nephews and my cousins but that are younger and everybody sees me as it's like, I get shit done. I'm also extremely playful. I'm extremely outside. It's like just this energy. It's like love. You don't have to just be this like hard and fast. Just you know, dad comes home, sits on the couch, watch TV. Hey, don't 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 sit in this chair. He you know, he has a he has this thing going on. Um, I do also notice like I for some reason my dad jokes have been getting better and my shorts are getting shorter. They're like above the knee, like mid thigh now. I think that's like a a dad like an old man thing that's that's starting to happen. But um. In, in general, it's, it's that, it's having the ability to choose now and to say that what I used to think was being masculine was actually like everything now it seems to be, it was, or it was a trauma response, right? It's like, if, if you weren't a certain way, you'd be seen as either soft or like not able to provide or X, Y, Z, therefore you wouldn't get the same level of like love support or just acceptance from, you know, um your group or from society but nowadays with a lot of stuff changing it's like i don't want to subscribe to that mm -hmm. i don't want to you know get to a point where my kids or my nephew they can't come and talk to me about things and you know because they're they're just like afraid or like you know uh, you go and try to show somebody something and you're really excited about it and they're just like they downplay it and it just kills all the joy in the kid because if you ever had yeah, just because you you just because they don't know how to handle their own emotions, they don't know how to, you know. I mean, I think like you, you kind of touched on it, but it was like you mentioned uh, like how like we said everything's the same. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, and it's this really weird relationship with like relating too much curiosity to femininity. <laughs> mm. I often feel like you know what I mean. Like, That's and and even trying to like even off of the idea of exploration it's like I feel like I feel like when you're taught about what a man is from like an imaginative standpoint as a kid it's just like 
it's like you think they know everything even like how yeah. you just said like a second ago like how you were just like is there a more adult or adult that can do this we have this notion in our heads that like these figures and people always knew what they were actually doing when in fact they actually didn't know a damn thing they would just shit up as they were going along we were just like why freestyling freestyling freeballing like not a care in the world just you know just we and it's just like (laughs) and it's like i guess it's like now that we're here it's just like oh it's like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing either (laughs) yeah 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 and it's okay i mean but they made it look good so you know they made it look good and they made it look so good to where it's like it's like now it's like i'm grateful to know that like like we could take these moments and like make them for ourselves but yeah. looking at them in the moment it's just like you never thought that you had that space or that freedom to like ask the questions you wanted to ask or like yeah. everything felt so rigid and so fixed you know yeah yeah the same like you mentioned everything was rigid rigid yeah. terrible but it's cool though because like also like being older now you can them there's more adamantly affect like your parents and, and there's that general vibe because you understand it case mm-hmm. point the other day um uh, i had a friend come over and like to give me like a manicure and like a facial and my dad was there and i'm like nigga you getting one too so man just like old jamaican dude with <laughs> the shit on his face and on get his face. nails done and and he was he he, he enjoyed it you know his first time he's like, oh, this is, okay, it's kind of cool. Oh, that, that like kind of tingles a little bit. It's nice. I'm like, yeah. Like you you could have been doing this, you know. <laughs> you could have been doing this type stuff, but you know, I, I think that's that's what it's just, just how you how you want to define it, and just kind of standing in that. I just hope that I never get to that point where like you know, I'm either too bothered or too stuck in a way to to just exist as a person. It's like kind of spread that out as well. Masculinity. And, you, and just just quick, you don't got to be fighting and beating niggas up to masculine. I think that's a, that's another thing. It's like rough and tough and, you know, man, men don't do that. Like even for a long time, it was like men don't have long hair. That's why you can't have your hair long. I was like, what? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's hair. It that grows like that. Mm-hmm. I saw this kid in the grocery know. store one day. He saw me and he was like, you ever had like a girl? And I was just like... <laughs> I was like, I literally just have hair kid. He was just like, but it's long. Right. And I was just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is. You can do that. Um, That's like a big girl. It's interesting. I mean, I feel like we have a long ways to go. Yeah. Like, it's nice to even have like conversations like this and like discussions with like younger people, like in different spaces. But like, I think we do have a long way to go just because like this has been something that we've been dealing with as a community like yeah since the dawn of time is it anything that you're working on like now like outside of startup work like is like anything, a personal project yeah like is there anything else that you're working on like outside of like anything else right yeah. now making a game that's hot okay wait <laughs> what <laughs> This is why yeah. we talk to people, people, because they do random shit like make games. Okay. So what's <laughs> the game about? Shit. All right. So you know the game Black Card of Books. Yes. Have you played it? No. Okay. Do you know do you understand like the concept, like the general vibe of it? 
Yeah, but if you you want to explain it to the people, yeah, people, yeah. All right, so Black Card Vote is a like group trivia kind of card game. That's a trip. Um, yeah. yeah, with like the questions are about Black cultures, like Black pop culture, right? Uh, and this might get a lot of fire, and I will go toe to toe with anybody and down this hill. But um, I was playing one day with some folks, and a question came up, and it was like, you know, which grits is better, salt grits or sugar grits, right? And I'm there like, first off, grits are trash. Um, okay, it's a different yeah. talk for a different day, but okay. <laughs> nah, I'm not here. Um, and obviously, that started arguments in XYZ. And then there was a question that was like, whose Afro was better, uh, Dr. J or Aretha Franklin or some shit? And I'm like, I don't know any of these. I don't know, I don't know the answers because I didn't like really grow up as like a Black American, you know? Like I grew up based in Jamaican culture. So when I, know, I have played Black Heart Revoke actually, mm -hmm. now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, all the questions are like, they're very like specific to like American Black culture. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> So it was like there's oh. a whole TV section. <laughs> right, I'm saying, what you know, what um hoodie did Martin have? I what, dude, I don't know. There's like, so I many Martin questions in that game. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, but it's like those things. We're like, oh, like what was it? The Temptations. Like we listen to the Temptations. We listen to Barris Hammond and Glenn Washington, like old Jamaican artists. Not like you know what I'm saying. So I was like, huh, I'm gonna make one for Jamaican culture. Right. Oh, that's lit. So I was putting that together and then I was like, huh, we can do this a lot better. So it's a digital game mainly. So like the same kind of uh, multiplayer interaction, but you use your phones, right? Huh. Um, and it's built in such a way that you're not staring down at the phone. It really pushes you to interact with people around you next XYZ. So is it um, like the, the game which you flip or is it like, how, so how do you do it? Yeah. So um, same mechanics where in Black Heart of Oak, like one person picks a question, reads it, and then people put their card down and like they flip. Um, in this case, the one person reads a question and everybody has to pick an answer, right? Uh -huh. But only one person sees the question card. So they have to read it out loud and they have to read the options and everybody has to answer. And then when you hit, once that question is done, you're like next round or something, then it picks somebody at random, like now it's their, their turn to like, you know, read the question next and cool. i played it with like my like cousins and some friends at game nights and my mom she's like this is kind of nice i'm like okay cool this is lit um because she doesn't like you know tech she doesn't stand she's like no this is cool like like i actually got this one but the dopest thing about it and this is what i'm really into um is the questions are can always be updated without having to make a new version so you never have to buy another, another deck that's yeah. cool they can always be updated. And then on top of that, once the framework is built, you can have the one for Jamaica, but you could just, right, now we have Ghana, now we have Nigeria, now we have Trinidad, you just could keep keep cutting these. Keep adding the stuff to it and then just make different. That's sick. Mm -hmm. Wow, mm -hmm. that's smart. So been doing that. And um, on the other side of that now, the, the thing I really want to get to with it is doing the distributions through like venues, like restaurants and hotels. I have some friends in Ghana that are putting together a resort. So we're gonna do a, a, a version for Ghana for them. So like, so they can have it for, all the, for kind of all the people down there. And then you can kind of break into now this like digital, not so much advertising space, but mm -hmm. you, you can break into this like digital space where 
uh, you can go out to like, say, I don't know, a Jamaican restaurant and you order drinks. And while you're waiting for the drinks to come, you can play the game. But you can also like order things through, you know, through the app and XYZ and, and all this type of stuff. So working on that, um, got the demo versions done. Um, I also feel like I've been trying to only use Jamaican vendors because I feel like it's only makes sense. Yeah. So then that's one reason I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm also spend the money here and help people here out by using them versus like going on like Fiverr or Upwork or whatever. Yeah, that's smart. Like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's intentional. Yeah, yeah. very intentional. That's cool. So that's what I've been up to. Lit. Well, yeah. when it's all ready, yeah. let of us course. know. We can tell people about drops. <laughs> Uh, thank you much for listening to this episode of the brave boy diaries make sure to leave a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcast on anchor fm spotify apple podcasts iHeartRadio, soundcloud wherever you listen to those pods we're there and make sure to follow us on instagram at the brave boy diaries to check out the visual diary leaks and more from this episode <laughs> bye Ta-ta. <laughs> i'll see y'all later